Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. We are rolling episode 91 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. Stacey King, Tim Kelly alongside, and we have a special guest coming up, Chicago native Tim Hardaway Sr., who is going to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame next month in Springfield, Massachusetts. So we'll ask him what he's going to say to the audience there, how he's doing on his speech, talk about some of the playoff battles he had against Michael Jordan and company and his great career throughout the NBA. Of course, he was part of that Run TMC group, which captured a lot of people's imagination. And you know what? No one really talks about them. You know, that was like arguably the first big three they, those are three Hall of Fame players now. You look back on that team, Mitch Richmond, Chris Mullen, and then Tim Hardaway. Um, it's funny because I was talking to Tim about that. I was like, how did y'all not win come out of the West? Yeah. You know, and, and I said, maybe it was coaching. Because, <laughs> it was I mean, Don yeah, Nelson, right? It was Don Nelson. Yeah. And, and you, know, you have those that talent, three guys that could get buckets, that could score at will. I mean, you're talking, you know, those guys could score 80 points easily between them. Um so it had to be coaching. Yeah, Don Nelson was the winningest coach until Greg Popovich just recently passed him by, but Nelly never won a championship in all his stops. No, and he you know, he had all these gimmicks. You yeah. know, I mean Don it, Nelson was a minute bowl shooting yeah, threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He might have been the guy who invented the big man shooting threes, to be honest yeah. with you. I don't think he gets credit for it, but um Don Nelson was an innovator, but you know, in the playoffs, teams can can defend that. They can they can change things up, mix things up. What works in the regular season, Mark, you've seen over the the last you know fifty years, does not work in the playoffs. You have to make adjustments. So we're uh, we're coming at you from the Sriracha Studios here in uh, beautiful Palatine, Illinois. And Tim Kelly's done with business for the day. You can see he's got a nice cold beer in front of him. He's ready to roll. It's what you need. Especially at the end of the day, you know he just—he was just looking like he's ready to say something. Yeah. He just got all. Look at him. Look at him. Look at his little face. Look, America. Look you, at his face. You don't want to know what's going on up there. <laughs> it's like the Three Stooges. Remember the Three Stooges that used yeah. to have? They did an X-ray of their head, and there was like a bird flying right, around right, the right. bird cage. That'd be whispers. Yeah, that's whispers. It's a box of crayons. He's been out in the sun too a little bit. Got that oh, yeah. Larry Lobster look oh, on. Wind burn, sunburn. It's all mixed in. <laughs> yeah, look at him. That's Larry the Lobster, America. 
If, if it's not hot enough here in the Chicago area, a lot of the Chicago Bulls now are in Los Angeles. Southern California get, gathering together. Um, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine are all head, headquartered out there. And most of the team is out there. And we've seen some video on social media with those guys playing five on five. And, and Stacey, as you know, that's a great way to build chemistry working together in the summer. Well, you know what? When I see those guys doing that, uh, that's something that we did after we lost to the, the Detroit Pistons in uh, the 90, uh, 1990 uh, playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, after that game, you know, before that, everybody was doing their own thing. Two guys over here, three guys over here, workout over here. It wasn't a group. But after that, after that playoff series, we all decided that, hey, we need to – we need to have a little bit more cohesion, and and so we did, and we practiced together, we played together, we ate together, and that really built a bond with that team, and then that was able to carry us through the rest of the 90s, and the rest is history. So I'm glad to see that because this was the same team last year that was brand new, that had so many different players, and they jailed from the very first game of preseason. And a lot of that has to do with the guys who have great basketball IQ. You know, Lonzo. Uh, Caruso, DeMar, DeRozan, those guys know how to play as veteran players. They know how to get everybody involved. And you could just tell that as soon as they came out the gate last year, they were really, really tight, and they're going to even be tighter this year. Of course, we are live on Twitch as usual, and I'm seeing on the Twitch chat that uh, we need to turn Stacy's audio up. Yeah, I was so, going to say the same yeah. thing. I, you know. We want to make sure that we're coming at you loud and clear that everybody can hear us okay because uh, we can adjust that. We've got a great crew here. Yeah, They'll make sure it. that the, the podcast comes We're not going to throw anybody under the bus. No, 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 no. We're not going to mention any yeah, names. We're not going to mention any names. No. We'll Damn, just give you an initial D. Dangerous D. Who said that? Who said Dangerous D? Boy, y'all are some dirty dudes, man. D, I love you, boy. Don't, uh, listen, don't listen to these guys. Well, the feedback now is you sound great, Stacey. So Thank now, you. Now, now we're rolling. Now. I look good. I smell we're, good. We're, <laughs> That's what James Brown. You ever seen James Brown, the commercial James Brown? Yeah. They did interview with James Brown, and they said, you know, the lady asked him a question. He said, yeah, you know, you're talented, and you, you're just so good. He goes, yeah, I look good, and I smell good, ladies, <laughs> and I make love good. I was like, oh, James Brown, you freak. <laughs> and, of course, the classic uh, Eddie Murphy sketches on Saturday Night oh, Live doing James Brown. Hot tub. <laughs> hot, 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 hot tub. Hey, you know, we, we saw in those reports that 11 of the 15 players that are currently on the Bulls roster are out in L.A. doing workouts, and I think that's just fantastic. And, Stacy, you said that Billy Donovan's out there. Some front office reps are out there. Yes. Is that, is that okay? Is that get, all right with the NBA for the coaches to be watching You know what? Stuff? I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules, Mark, but I, I know, you know, I think I think most of the guys are going out there to see, make sure Lonzo is, is – mm-hmm. uh, doing everything that he's supposed to be doing, make sure that the health check is there. Um, all these guys meet in L.A. Um, you know, it's, it's really kind of like DeMar. You know, DeMar's been out there. He's had Patrick Williams out there. He's had a couple other guys out there. And to have all, like I said, have all those guys out there at the same time playing and not playing with other guys, you know, from other teams. They're playing with their guys. And, you know, that's that's got to be a bonus coming into training camp, which is not too far away now. So it's great to see that. And a little bit of video we did see on social media. It looks like uh, Alex Caruso was, again, the ringleader on both ends of the court. I mean, here's a guy that is not listed among the great players in the NBA, but he's so important to a franchise, and I think that he's going to help set the tone that guys are going to come, they're going to work, they're going to be serious during these sessions. Well, I mean, this is a guy who's a leader. You know, I mean, he, he was a leader last year. And so, you know, when people draft guys now, they're going to look for guys like Caruso. You know, who's the next Caruso? Who's the guy that is a game changer that can come in and change your team defensively? And, you know, who, who's a leader? And it's great to see a kid like that who loves to play, 
My thing with, with Alex is he's got to stay healthy because he's a floor burn. I mean, I call him Crash Bandicoot, but he's always on the floor. <laughs> always on the floor. He's diving on the floor. Uh, you know, that that hard foul that uh, Grayson Allen did last year, nothing he could have done about that. Um, but we've got to keep him healthy. If he's on the floor and Lonzo's on the floor, uh, that really gives the Bulls a, a really good chance to win a lot of basketball games and go deep into the playoffs. Got a question on the Twitch chat from Mugen A12 was wondering what's Stacy drinking? What did you what did you put oh, in front of him, Tim? It's an ice cold urine sample. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, 30 years of abuse. All oh, America. And you think he's kidding. That's Look, the no, scary. At least no, it was cold. No. <laughs> this, this is this is a cold sample. This might be uh whispers. That's why I'm not drinking in America. Yeah. I don't trust him. Full. I want I'll him to drink it careful first. When whispers put yeah, something in front of you. I told him to drink it first. I, I want to drink it better when it's cold. Wow. <laughs> Don't let it get warm. Listen, see, this is what I'm talking about, Mark. 30 yeah. years of abuse, good friend. He's going to give me a urine sample to drink. Oh, but you man. two get to drink nice, cool, that is cold. cold beer. That is good beer. Too. Look at him. Look at his beer. Look at mine. It doesn't look the same, does it? No, it doesn't look the same. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> mine is a little, mine's a little lighter. Yeah. Look at this, America. Mm. Yeah. I'm... Oh, there's, there's no frothy head on that either. It's, hey, a, it's a cider. I, I, need, I, I need my, I need my, I need my, I need my taster, my taste tester. That's right. Cisco, we we'll get one Cisco. of the get Cisco, Cisco here. I need Cisco see if it's to all right. He's come my Cisco, taste come on, taste this. See if it's all right. See if it's if it's beer or urine. Yeah. Okay. Got to make sure Stacey's this, gonna. Got to make sure keep it could be safe. assassination attempt. The yeah. kid needs a taster. <laughs> hey, hey, remember was it? It was like uh, Mel Brooks. So uh, remember was uh, oh yeah, a uh, piss boy. And the guy came with the bucket. History of the world. History yeah. of the world. Yeah. Great movie, America. Check it out. If you have, some of y'all might be too young for that movie, but it's a great movie. Hey, we were talking about the Bulls being working out in L.A., and we had Patrick Williams on the show last month, and he talked about his early morning workouts with DeMar DeRozan. If you talk about a young guy, Patrick Williams is going to turn 21 in a couple of weeks. That's the guy you want to learn from. I mean, he is the master of the mid-range, the king of the shot fake, and he's going to be able to teach a young Patrick Williams what he needs to do to be successful as an offensive player in the league. This is going to be a breakout year for Patrick Williams. I'm telling you, America, listen to me, Bulls Nation, he is going to explode. This kid, last year at the end of the season, when he got the chance to start against uh, Minnesota, when we set out our star guys, he had 30-plus points. And then he carried into the playoffs. That first game against Milwaukee, you could tell he was a little nervous. But after that, he was the Bulls' second-best player in the playoffs. He scored, he rebounded. What I want to see out of Patrick Williams this year is – is we know what kind of athlete he is, but it, it falls on the coaches this time because you can't you can't say for him to go out and go get it. Everybody wants him to go get it, go get it, go get it. It's hard for him to go get it when you have Demar Derozan on one side, Zach on the other side, and you got Vooch. Those are three veteran players that he, in his mind, I, I have to give a little bit of leeway to those guys because they're veterans, and so you can see when he plays, he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily go all out offensively. This is where the coaching staff comes into play. This is where Billy Donovan says to him, you get that ball off the glass. You take it up the floor. He can run pick and rolls. They were in that playoff game against Milwaukee where they had success in game two was when they ran a pick and roll with him and Vooch. And then you put Giannis, had to switch to Vooch, and then you had to, whoever was guarding Patrick Williams went on Vooch, and Giannis went on it. It was a total mismatch because he was ability to put the ball on the floor and attack and get to the rim or create for his teammates. They've got to really, really incorporate him in the offense this year if they really, really want to take that next level. We're talking about some of the social media things we've seen from Los Angeles where the Bulls are working out. I also saw a photo of uh, Vucevic and Goran Dragic uh, having a nice beverage out at some uh, – 
Venice restaurant outside. And, and obviously, Vooch knows Dragic, and I think he was instrumental in, in recruiting him here. The question a lot of Bulls fans have, Stacey, is how are you going to find playing time for all the guards on the roster? Well, we had a lot of guards last year. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we found it. Billy really likes it. a lot of guards yeah, out there. Yeah, we, we got a lot of guards this year. <laughs> and, you know, listen, it's, it's got to be, I mean, listen, I don't believe the the Goran Dragic that he was promised 20-plus minutes. I, you just can't promise players minutes in this league because it's unpredictable. You don't know how the season's going to shake out. You know, what if Io comes out there and is, is, is dominant in year two? You're going to sit him down and say, well, let's hold him back. and let, No, you can't do that. So you got to play the best players. And can Dragic help you? Yes, he can. He's a veteran guard. He can score. He can shoot threes. Um, he's not the, the the greatest defender that he you know like he used to be because he's up there in age. Um, but he can help you. Um, I'm excited to see see how Zach comes back. You know from that knee injury. You know I know last year at the second half of the season he was playing on one leg. He didn't look like himself. Um, I, I'm really anxious to see him come back and see what he does. And I, I want Zoe. Zoe is the key. Zoe, yeah, Zoe, is, the, Zoe is, the, is, the, is the straw that stirs the drink. If he's not healthy and he's not ready to go, it's, can the Bulls win some Can they win games? Yes. Can they still be a, a, a good team in the Eastern Conference? Yes. But Zoe gives you that ability to be great. He gives you that ability to get past the first round and beyond. They got to have him. Yeah, when the Bulls were lethal, it was Ball and Caruso playing the passing lanes, getting steals, getting easy baskets in transition. Because let's be honest, it's not easy to score in the NBA when a team has its half-court defense set. You need to get that 10, 15, 20 points in fast break points to make it easier on your offense. Well, and, and also, too, Mark, is he's a great three-point shooter. I mean, he was shooting 40-plus from the three-point line from the point guard position. He was uh, really extending the defense out, so that enabled guys to drive to the basket because you can't leave Zoe like you used to when he was, when he was a rookie. You say, oh, he's shooting 29, 30%. We can leave him. But he's gotten better each and every year he's been in the NBA. And now I think last year he topped out at almost 45% from the three-point line. So, uh, And if Crusoe can start making shots and really, really keep defenses honest – that's going to help the Bulls because you've got to have perimeter shooting because as we saw in that Milwaukee series, Milwaukee says, hey, you know what? We don't believe you can shoot threes. We don't believe you can make them. You can shoot them, but we don't believe you can make them. So we're not even going to guard you. And and from 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 the games three, four, and five, they just basically turned their back and said, Re- rebound, let's go. They wouldn't leave you open in the rec league, right, Whispers? No, it's never a good idea. Yeah. Well, what, what do you say about Whispers' game? It's terrible. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you an honest assessment as wow. a scout. As a scout. Right. Okay, not Stacy, not his friend of 30 years, okay? Of abuse. Oh, not, okay. <laughs> Here comes first the of abuse. All, first of all, first, no, there's no abuse. Oh, this is an honest assessment from a scout, okay? I'm a professional analyst. I'm a professional <laughs> analyst. There you go, D. Way to throw nice that job. in there. Okay, whispers game in a nutshell, okay? He can only go one way. He's like Manu Ginobili. He's left. He's left. He's left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's got no, he's got no jump shot. His jumper is like he's like six and in ladder, six and in. Wow, six just and in. like whispers. I'm, whispering, I'm not your buddy right Where, now. Whispers coming from whispers, but listen, he, you know his jersey. You know we hang up all the great players in our in our health club. Mm-hmm. The jerseys are up there, right? And right now his is under discussion. There's, wow. a, there, there's a vote right now. It's right now. I'm the deciding vote whether he gets up there or not. And as you know, I'm not going to give it. To you. <laughs> wow. I'm, the, I'm the I'm the guy holding up the vote for the shirt to go up in the rafters. So, wow! But since you're my good friend, 
Okay. Wow. It'll be another year. Another year we have to decide. That hurts. I know. I know, man. That's, I, uh, that's no, he can play though, Mark. Because yeah. listen, honestly, all, all, all jokes aside, <laughs> like when I'm when I'm on his team, when I'm on his team, when he's on my team, and I we were together, we probably won eighty percent of our games. Nice. But nice he was job. like a piano on my back. I had to carry him. <laughs> wow. It was heavy. He was like a bag of cement on mine. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I wish we had video of these games, man. Woo! We should have. Oh, boy. It was some great times. Great times. Great times. America. Whispers can play, though. All, all joke society can play. Our last uh, playoff game, though, that we ever played for the title, he did yell at a fast break at the very last 30 yeah. seconds of the game. Get up, get up to throw it down. So I just thought it would be a good idea to put a windmill up. Oh, Jesus. And with, it did- with about 100 people watching. And did was you? Was your mom there no. too? Yeah, my mom. Dad yeah, his mom. Her mom. His mom was there. That's why he did it. <laughs> Way to go, whispers. <laughs> it, it, it didn't turn out well. No, it didn't. Oh, it was man. Mom was a disaster. Off the front of the rim, back to half court. I wiped disaster. out under the basket, and but it was a hell of an. And attempt. I just remember his mom and dad just getting up and walking off and leaving. Oh man, the agony of defeat. <laughs> didn't even get dinner. No, no. Oh jeez, go to dad, your room. Hey, go dad, to your room, Timmy. His dad was like. God, he sucks. And I can't just walked out. I'm like, come on, Grandpa Chuck, don't do him like that, baby. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is having fun these days is uh, the LeBron James family, uh, the James gang. If you've been yes. following uh, King James on social media, he was doing an informal workout with his two sons, uh, Bronny and Bryce, and they, they were throwing down some dunks. They didn't have any problem uh, throwing down some windmills, whispers. No. Yeah, they weren't 32 and looking like Oh, here me. we go. Oh, man. Age is nothing <laughs> but a number. Just because you're old doesn't mean you're cold. Just because there's snow on the, on the mountaintop doesn't mean there's not a fire in the furnace, whispers. Well, here's that video we're telling you about, uh, seeing LeBron and his kids. That's the youngest one, Bryce, with the two-hand yes. dunk there. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of player he turns out to be because there's been so much attention on Bronny James, who's going to be a senior in high school this year, that people are forgetting he's also got another son who's going to grow up to be a lot taller than Bronny. Well, the crazy thing about it is just two years ago, you know, Bronny was 6'2", and Bryce was like 5'8". And now, two years later... Bryce is 6'6", and Bronny's still 6'2". So that's kind of crazy growth spurt. And it looks like Bryce, he's 15 right now, and he's 6'6". So it looks like he's got probably another two years of two years of growth. You know, he could reach 6'8", like his dad. Did any of your sons ever try to challenge you, basketball? Yeah, they always do. You know, they always do. I'm like, hey, Simba and Mufasa. I'm Mufasa, they're Simbas. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie though, Mark. My my son Garrett, yeah, he's sick about six seven. <laughs> you know, listen, you know, you know, he he got me. He got me. It was it was kinda like when I when I beat my dad for the first time, I was like fourteen, and I beat my dad, he didn't talk to me for a week. I kind of did the same thing to my son. <laughs> I was so hey, mad. It's a rite of passage I, for I was son. so mad I didn't want to talk to him. Yeah. I was so mad, dude. But and he was talking trash. He was talking trash the first time he beat me, but he legitimately beat me, man. He, 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 but I didn't get to go inside. I had to shoot another right, jump. Right. I had to play by his rules, and so <laughs> he, he beat me. But it was, it was, it's, it's pretty. It's sad when you get beat by your son, but it's cool that he did it. Got a question uh, on the Twitch. People wonder about what you think of the Clippers. You know, they're going to get Woo! Kawhi Leonard hey, back. I they told picked up I John Wall. What I tell you last week? I told you last week. The Clippers are going to be a problem for the Western Conference teams. Everybody keeps talking Golden State, Golden State. The two teams I would be afraid of, really three teams. You've got the Clippers, you got Memphis, who's going to be a problem, and you got Denver, who's going to go back to being elite Denver. Because now you get Jamal Murray back, who's been gone for two years. He's going to come back ready to play. They picked up some other guys out there. 
they're going to be scary. It's not going to be uh, a Golden State thinking they're just going to walk through the West. It's not going to happen at all. And then don't let Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving get traded out somewhere West to, to kind of, you know, thicken the plot a little bit. But I, I see the Clippers being, in my opinion, they will be one or two seed uh, during the regular season. Yeah, it's interesting. Nobody's talking about the Lakers. Of course, they missed the playoffs last year, and they've got stuck with that Russell Westbrook contract. He's going to make like forty-seven million dollars this year. So, people are wondering: Are they going to be a factor? And LeBron James has a decision right now. As of today, on Thursday, August fourth, LeBron has the option of signing a two-year extension for ninety-seven million dollars. And the popular theory is he might make the Lakers sweat a little bit and wait to to decide whether to sign that extension to make sure they go out and try to improve the roster. What would uh, what would you do if you were in LeBron's shoes? I do just like the Jordan the Jordan contract. I just sign one plus one mm-hmm. every year. Don't just get tied re- down, right? No, don't get tied down because that's what he's kind of doing anyway. Because he wants Putting to play with his son. Yeah, he wants to play with his son because there's no way in the world Lakers going to draft Bronny. Bronny's going to get drafted by someone else like Oklahoma City, and then LeBron's going to have to go play for Oklahoma City. I don't think he probably will yeah, too. He will do it. Yeah, but but the Lakers have really quietly upgraded their roster and got younger. You know, they just picked up Thomas Bryant from Washington, who's a very good center. Um, they've got Lonnie Walker the fourth from uh, San Antonio, who's a very yeah, good, a good player. young player. They got Troy Brown that was here with us last year, another 23-year-old. They have gotten younger, and they've gotten more athletic, and they still got LeBron, Anthony Davis, and you still got Russell Westbrook. Now, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, we were t- I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Is you know somebody said, oh, you think Derrick Rose would go play with LeBron James in in, in Los Angeles? And I go, why would he? He already, he already did, did that. He already yeah. did that in Cleveland, and you got the same results that you're seeing with Westbrook because both Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose have to have the ball in their hands to create and do their do their magic. Derrick is more of a guy that can play off the ball than Re- Russell Westbrook. That's why Russell has been struggling in Los Angeles, and everybody thinks Russell can't play. Oh, he's terrible. Da 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 da. da. Well, he's not a shooter. And you're asking him to stand in the corner and and let LeBron find him and try to become Kyle Korver, and it's just not going to happen. So Darvin Ham's job is going to be this year is to try to find ways to get Russell Westbrook, especially when LeBron's off the floor, to be the lead guard. And when LeBron is on the floor, get him on the move. Not stationary. Get him cutting to the basket, back screening people, dive cut to the rim. Get him on the move where he's the most dangerous. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Russell Westbrook is on that roster on opening night. He changed agents because his old agent was trying to get him to accept a role as being a defensive guard and pushing the pace, uh, you know, running the lanes and stuff. And he still thinks he's a top 10 player in the league. And that's where the disconnect comes. Yeah, he's not a top 10 player on that team. Um, but if you put him on a team where he – I mean, this is a guy's average triple-double three years in a row. Come on, man. I mean, that's an elite player. I mean, regardless of, of his shooting or – you average a triple-double, that's impressive. And so you put him on a team, you know, let, let's say you put him back on a team like Oklahoma City or some some young team where he can do what he needs to do. He, he goes back to being that elite player. But on the Lakers – not as long as LeBron James is running the point and he has to be a two-guard, a scoring guard, it's just not going to happen. 
We are standing by, uh, waiting in the Sriracha waiting room. Our Sriracha. Tim Hardaway Sr., he's going to be going into the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Chicago native. He's going to join us next on Give Me the Hot Sauce. But before we go to break, I want to remind you about one of our great sponsors. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance. That's our good friend, nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. You can find him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com. And Stacy just sampled the drink. Is it is it okay? Yeah, to, I don't know, man. Didn't it's, hurt the Golden Pipes? I don't know. Oh, man, the golden pipes. Might, <laughs> it, it might have been some urine. I don't know, man. Just, just it doesn't taste like my American. That tastes like my apple cider. Like I always drink. I don't know. It's a cider, all right. <laughs> how dry I am. Nobody knows how dry I am. Nobody knows. Oh yeah, seriously, dude. I don't know if this is my drink. We need no, to talk. No, it's yours. We need to talk, man. Hey, the, the jingle. Yeah, the jingle. Nationwide. Is on your side. Wow. Whispers tried to poison you and you still came through. Hey, seriously. It didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Might have a delayed effect. We'll find out when when Tim Hardaway. This might be 50 50. This might be 50 apple cider 50. (laughs) That's where you start. Timmy Whispers potion. (laughs) The king of the crossover, Tim Hardaway, joins us next. Episode 91 of Give Me the Hot Sauce rolls on. Welcome back. Episode 91 of Give Me the Hot Sauce rolls on. It is now our honor and privilege to welcome in the newly voted in and soon to be inducted Hall of Famer, Chicago native Tim Hardaway Sr. joins us. Tim, thank you so much for hopping on on Give Me the Hot Sauce. We all want to send our congratulations. So well deserved. What's it been like for the last few months uh, accepting congratulations from all your peers and friends around the country? It's been um, very exciting, you know, um, and it's getting more exciting er the closer <laughs> we get to September 10th. And uh, so this is y'all 91 episode, huh? Yeah. Er. To you all. Thank you. you all. Y'all must be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we are. I think we are yeah. doing. But no, but you know, I, man, it's been, uh, it's just been uh, ongoing from, you know, from, you uh, Everybody from Chicago to everybody from the Bay Area, everybody from, you know, Miami, Florida. It's just been um, it's just been a tremendous summer. Talk a little bit about your your, your journey from Chicago to UTEP um, and how did you end up at UTEP of all places? Because I, I, I got recruited by Don Haskins, too. And uh, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But how did you end up getting there? Well, Stacy, that's a three-hour conversation. We don't have to. <laughs> All right. So, so, but I will say, I will say this. I wanted to come to Oklahoma, but they took Mookie Blaylock. Wow. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, um, everybody thought I was short. I wanted to go to Illinois. I wanted to go to Michigan, um, Iowa. I knew I could play in Division One, but everybody thought I was too short. And, um, you know, uh, Russ Bradbert, uh, he, he's a native um, Chicagoan. He worked at Texas El Paso, UTEP, and he came to see me play, and he started recruiting me. And um, he was t- telling me about Texas El Paso and, and um, Texas Western and, and 1966-16 and Nate Archibald and, and, you know, Don Haskins, how he likes small guards and, he loves to play, likes a general, likes for him, likes the small guard to control his team. And um, so I did my homework and, um, you know, at the end of the summer, 
they was like, you know, we really want you to make a decision so we won't have to go to other guards. And so I made my decision like in what October, and um, I, I, you know, you know, I, I decided to go there because they they wanted me. Um, you know, it, a small college like that, a small college town like that, is um, was great for me coming from the city of Chicago, a big city like uh, you know Chicago where everything is moving and shaking at three hundred miles an hour, and then to get down there where it's snail pace. Very, very slow. Uh, I needed that in my life. The people down there are great. I call it a well-kept secret. If you want to go down there and just just chill out down there, you can. It's hot during the summer, though. It's hot. Yep. All right. But but other than that, man, the people there are great. Uh, the uh, place to eat are great. They treat you with respect. Uh, they're not going to be all over you. Can I take a picture? You know, can I get an autograph or anything like that? They treat you with respect and they... And they, they love their city, and they take care of their city, and they take care of the people in their city. But um, coming out of Chicago, man, you know, I had to fight, man. It was it was <laughs> back in the late 70s or 70s uh, and the 80s. It's, it was all about drugs and all about gangbanging, man. And, and, you know, you had to fight your way out of places. You had to fight your way to get to school. You had to fight your way off the bus. You had to fight your way on the bus. I mean, you had to run a lot. It was just brutal. It was just brutal. And, you know, the, the strong survived. You know, the people that I listened to that helped me out, sometimes protected me, sometimes say, you know, you got to go out there and deal with it on your own. But, um, you know, I had great parents. I had great friends. Um, I had great teachers. Um, and, I, and I tell folks, you know, it, it, it takes a village to raise a kid. And it took a village of Chicago, south side of Chicago, to raise me and to steer me in the right direction. I listened. I listened, I observed, I understood, I did what it take or what it took to get out and uh, made a difference in, uh, in my life and in my family's life. So, you know, it, it, it was difficult, but hey, man, without, you know, the, 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 the backing that I got, I wouldn't be in the predicament I am in today. So you could have run the floor with Stacey King and Harvey Grant. That would have been national championship guaranteed. Well, you know what? They was right there, but I, you know, um, um, I was, a, I was a better shooter than Mookie Blalock. So yeah, it probably would have been. <laughs> you know what? You know, now that I hear this news for the first time, yeah. I'm a little disappointed, <laughs> you know, because we, we had a couple of guys that he could have, he could have got their scholarship and that, I, 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 no, 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 Say this, Stacy. Tubbs came to see uh, uh, Ben Wilson a yep. couple of times. Yep. Him and, him and um, I, I forget the black coach name. Coach Mims. Huh? Mike Mims. Yeah, Mike Mims. They came to see um, um, Ben Wilson a couple of times, and I was I was in that room with them, and uh, it was enjoying. It was enjoying. You know, the, he he was um, Tubbs is a character. He is a character. Yeah. He would have turned you loose though. He would have turned you loose. Hey, man, you know I, I I was I was ready to go. <laughs> man, I, I see this is this is this is breaking news. I did not know that because if I I've known Tim for a long time, if I would have known that. Come, oh man, Coach Tuz, you should have told me about that. I know. Oh man, that's Stacy's not going to sleep tonight. 
Nah, that, that might have that cost me a national championship right there, bro. Man. But I got three rings, though, baby. I got them in the NBA, hey, baby. Hey, you, you, yes, you did get three rings. You know? so, 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 hey, you got them at a very important stage yes. of your career, too. The first three stages of, of your career. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk a little bit about that team in Golden State. Uh, we were talking the other day about you guys being having a big three before there was ever a big three. Uh, three Hall of Famers, three guys that could get buckets from anywhere on the floor. Um, you, Mitch Richmond. I played against Mitch Richmond in, in the big in the Big Eight, so I knew what he was all about. And then Chris Mullen, I always grew up being a fan of his. Smart, high basketball IQ. But the way you guys played, like it was – I remember playing against you guys. It's like you couldn't double anybody. It was like, you know, you could get yours at any time, then all of a sudden here comes Mitch. He'd go off and get 10, 10 straight. Then, oh, here comes Chris Mullen. He had a couple of threes. And, man, that was an amazing team to not be able to get – past, you know, to get to get past the, the Western Conference Finals. And we talked about it. I always say it was coaching. That's what I told you the other day, it was coaching, <laughs> you know. You know what? Um, at that particular time, you know, it was detrimental to your team to have a coach as GM because if he was mad at you, he could trade you yeah. and, and mess up the team. And, uh, you know, that's what, you know, Don Nelson did. He He – he made a crucial mistake and trade Mitch Richmond in our second year of playing. And, um, well, going into our third year of playing and, um, that was the end of, it. you know, that was the end of it. I think we all know, all three of us know if we would have stayed together for at least five or six years, give us six years and, and get those pieces around us, we could have made something happen. We could have, we could have came out the West at least once. Yeah. You know, we, we, we was, we was just that good. Uh, you know, Mitch and Mully, <laughs> I mean, the stuff I seen them do remarkable day in and day out, the work I seen them put in day in and day out, um, um, how they took care of their bodies, attention to details, um, just focus all the time, ready to play. Um, you know, we, we, when I came there, I, I I just knew how to get the ball to guys. You know, I, I was a point guard, but I could score too. I get where I need to go to because that's what we did in Chicago. You had to score to get to where you need to get to to make a play, and not all them. You know, you don't have to do it like like to score all the time. Just make a play for your teammates. And you know, I used to get them the ball right on time, shoot the ball. You know, and 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 those things are very important back then. You know. The way the game is now, you can pass, cut, move, dribble here, back cut, and this and that. That's the way we played exactly the same way. And Don Nelson had a vision that this was going to happen, and we was just before our time. And um, it worked for us. And um, and if you didn't know what you was doing out there, uh, you know, you, you would get hurt. But we had fun playing with each other. We understood how to play with each other and how to make plays for each other. And we had signals, we got eye signals, you know, head signals. Um, but I mean, it, it, we we those two years was just great. And like you said, you know, for us to be a big three, um, you know, uh, I think Michael Jordan had two big threes. You know, with yeah. Scotty, you know, and, and, and Horace Grant. Then with Scotty and, and Dennis Rodman, you know. So so. Uh, you know, and then you know we not even, we not going to even talk about Kareem Magic and Worthy, you know. Yeah. So it, it was a, it was a bunch of big threes, but I just think 
that I don't know why we was the first big three, but it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of big threes. You know, you, you can go back to Kareem, um, Jamal Wilkes and, and Magic. <laughs> you yeah, know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it was a, it was a lot of big threes, but I mean, for them to uh, label us as the first big three was uh, is special. After Golden State, you moved on to Miami, and you had a couple of playoff battles against the the Jordan Bulls uh, in '96 and '97. What are your memories of those playoff series? And is MJ as much of a trash talker as we've always heard? Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but you know what? I'm 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 going to tell you something. If you don't talk trash, he won't talk trash. Okay. If you don't say nothing, he won't say nothing. But as soon as somebody, you know, think they got one up on them or like, yeah, you know, let's go. Then, you know, he gets to going, you know, <laughs> you know, it just asked BJ against um, Charlotte, you know, yep. BJ was talking, he had a good game and all this, but BJ knew what was going to happen the next game. <laughs> same, same, exactly. hey, same thing with Rex Chapman when he had when we had that short yeah. roster and he had that forty. Next yeah. time we played him, and I, yeah. I told him, I said, next time we play, he coming at you. And right, sure did. right. You know, you you, you got to understand that. But um, but you know, he was a trash talker. But you you just had to know how to talk and what to say, and so you keep him down. I knew what to do, how to do it to keep him down. And but you know we it was like it was mutual you know you talk trash to me and you get me going and if I talk trash to him I know he it'd get him going so uh, but yeah he uh, he was a different cat uh, the team was different um, you know uh, they ran their stuff to perfection and and it's hard when when, when you got to guard Michael Jordan one on one you cannot double team because you leave John Paxson open you leave B J Armstrong open you leave Steve Kerr open. You leave uh, Craig Hodges open. You know, it, you can't leave those guys open because they'll kill you. They'll yep. kill you from three. So, yeah, I mean, he had the right the, – the, the, uh, uh, the Bulls put the uh, – Jerry Krause put the right personnel around him to, 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 for him to do what he needs to do to be unstoppable because if you had double team all the time, then it, it would have it, it, it uh, helped. But – then sometimes it would have hurt too, but you know, we, we know what he, he could do and how he could do it, but it was rough coming home, losing to the bulls in front of my uh, family. <laughs> <laughs> Talk a little bit about when you got traded to the Miami heat and you know, you know, your experience down there with Pat Riley. I always tell the Pat Riley stories of, you know, all the stuff that he does and, and how meticulous he is about things, pumping the pumping the, the well and priming it and, and how hard it is. I mean, you got to be mentally tough to play with Pat Riley. Seriously, you do. Because not everybody can play with Pat Riley. Not everybody can play for Pat Riley. You got to be mentally tough. Uh, from Chicago, I was mentally tough. You know, it's some guys from Chicago and New York that's mentally tough. But when you get to Pat Rally, you're not as mentally tough as you think <laughs> you are. <laughs> but uh, he, he could tear you down. He could tear your, uh, your confidence down, but you gotta, you gotta understand um, um, what he's talking about. You gotta understand what he, what I tell folks don't understand. I mean, don't listen to how he's presenting it to you. Some, a lot of these guys, listen to how people are presenting something to you instead of listening to the words that they, they are trying to tell you and the message and, they, and what they're trying to tell you. You're looking at their face. You're looking at how demonstrative they are. You're looking at 
you know, if he's if he's being um, really, you know, mad at you, he's not being mad at you. He's trying to make you understand what you need to do and how to get better as a team. And I, what, I grew up with coaches, you know, getting on you, uh, talking bad about you, whatever. So it didn't phase me. Uh, I listened to the message and go out there and play. Uh, I'm going to still do what I need to do to win, but I, I still understand what you're saying. But, um, you know, three-hour practice, three-and-a-half-hour practice, Stacy would tell you an hour of that was talking, him just talking. Yeah. Just, just talking. <laughs> I mean, he got, he, got, he, got, he got a piece of paper. A blue, blue card. Folded up like this with about 10 pages. And every, it's, it's like stuff on this side and then stuff on this side and <laughs> the back side stuff. And so it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of stuff on that piece of paper that he yeah. talks about. And yes. he can't get to a lot of stuff that he wants to talk about because it's practice. But you know, he it, he it, you 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 have to stay in it. You have to stay in it, and you have to understand how to stay in it. And you have to understand that once practice starts, don't say nothing to him because he gonna stop practice. <laughs> just let him, just let him go ahead and talk yep. and do what you need to do to get out. But once you say, man, it's some BS, or man, F you, or or get mad at somebody else or start something, you, you got to understand that's more time on that clock that yep. you got to stay in there. So, it, it and to me, it wasn't hard. It was just regular practice. I mean, most of the time, you, you wasn't even really, like, banging each other. It's probably, what, about 20 minutes of banging each other, Stacey? Yeah. I mean, but other than that, it was it's more conditioned. Yeah. Hey, Tim, uh, my son uh, went to University of Michigan, and he was a student uh, when your son played for the national championship. I remember they were up seven on Louisville. Everyone was going their way. And then that, uh, that one guy from Louisville, whose name escapes me now, got red hot in the second half. What was it like for you watching that, watching your son uh, on the verge of trying to win a national championship, and, and it slipped away at the end? Well, first of all, they got cheated. All right. <laughs> that one, that, I think that one, that one black referee uh, got uh, – uh, Rick Pitino paid him. Right. <laughs> uh, um, how 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 are you gonna call two phantom fouls yeah. in the first half against the national player of the year? That's one thing. Um, um, the second thing is um, he goes up for a block and he meets the guy at the rim and they up there together. It was a picture-perfect block, and you call a foul on Trey Burke again for his fourth foul, which was which was crazy. But, um, yeah, that, they got cheated. They got cheated. And the guy – I forget the guy's name you're talking about, the white guy that, yeah, that – yeah. every, every second half, he came out there and he shot the ball well in that whole tournament, every second half. So um, he, he – um, and they knew that, but they couldn't stop him. But, but um, it was fascinating, man. It was fascinating. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it tremendously. My wife, my daughter enjoyed it. We went to every NCAA game, and um, it was just great, man. And I, 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 and I, told, I told my wife, I said, I wish I could change mindset with my son so I go out there <laughs> and play for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, want, I wanted the championship more than they did, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that one. Talk a little bit about watching your son play in the NBA now. I mean, he's had a, he's had a great career. 
uh, shoots the ball. Dallas I mean, looking I, good, too. Yeah, he, he can yeah. really flat-out shoot it. So it's got to be a joy watching him play at the highest level. Yeah, first of all, it was a bummer when he was hurt and and um, he wanted to play. And I know he wanted to play, and he always played well against the Golden State Warriors uh, whenever they play at home or they play up there in the Bay Area. So, you know, he was born in the Bay Area. So he, he, he loves going back up there and playing against those guys there. Um, but I love just watching him play. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a joy that comes over me when I'm watching him play in person or at home that I can't describe. It's just it's like I, I'm smiling the whole time and enjoying watching him go out there and do uh, what I did. You know, play the game to a high level and um, um, and understand. And be a leader out there, you know, talking, pointing, you know, uh, calling out plays and stuff like that. So it's a joy watching him play. Um, it was a struggle um, while he was trying to get there. He, his sophomore year, he's like, Dad, I'm coming out. I think he wanted to really test me. He was like, Dad, I'm coming out. I said, no, you're not. He said, he said, yes, Alan. I said, I said, no, you're not. <laughs> he was mad. He's like, you, you don't like me. You, 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 you always hating on me and blah, blah, blah. This now I said, son, I said, I, I, I will be, I, I, I won't be a dad to you. The dad is supposed to protect your parents, supposed to protect you and make you understand when you're ready to do something and when you're not ready to do something. If you come into the NBA, you're going straight to the G League. You're not ready. You're not physically ready. All right. And you're not mentally ready for NBA basketball right now. And then once they went to the championship game, two weeks later, he said, Dad, I'm coming out. I said, Yes, you are. You ready now? All right. And but 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 at first he he it went went when he said that he coming out that second time, he said, I understood what you were saying now. And I wasn't ready then, you know, and and you know, he was like but but I'm ready now. And I was like, yeah, you're ready now. And he he was cool with it. I'm sure uh, Tim Jr., the entire family, will be making the trip to uh, Springfield, Mass., for your induction on September 10th. You told us before we started that the speech is already done and you're just uh, fine-tuning things. Everybody always says, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to get emotional. What do you think your emotions are going to be like when you walk up to that stage? I was. Uh, <laughs> that's funny that you said that. I was uh, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and we was together. He's like, well, what you feel now? I said, you know what? I, I was thinking the other day, and I was like, oh, we, it's a month away. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow, it's a month away now. You know, I'm like, oh, I said, you know, I, I can feel, I can start feeling the emotions now, you know, and, and um, I don't know. I, I, I do know this. I will have a handkerchief or two. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So, Tim, tell, tell, tell our listeners what you're doing now. I know, you know, they would like to know what you're doing. What you're, are you still in the game? Uh, so let, let, let them know what you're doing right now. Well, I tell you this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working for one of my um, – the teams that, you know, we had battles, battles, battles. We hated each other. We made, you know, the 90s basketball really, really tough to, to play. And uh, we, we, we made it exciting, too. I'm working as a scout for the New York Knicks, and I'm loving every bit of it. You know, going to watch these kids play, uh, evaluating talent, 
and trying to help um, the Knicks get back to where they was back in the 90s and exciting and, and, you know, trying to win a championship. So that's one thing. Another thing is, is um, Flex. You know, uh, Run TMC, we partnered up with this company called Flex, and they got cards that um, um, that um, is it, it, crazy. So the card, if you put your phone over in the picture, it could pop up right then and there in, in your room, at the mall, wherever. And if you pop us three up, we we could play basketball and you can have us playing basketball. It's a wow. new wave. <laughs> wow, that's cool. You and, and you could take a picture, like you could take a picture with me in real time. I or I could take a picture with myself with the card in real time. So it's 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 um it's something that's um gonna be unique and it's coming and it's out right now. And um let's go hold on one second, I'm gonna get it for you all. Yeah, I wanna oh. see this. So Stacy, you think we uh we should let Whispers ask a question or yeah. You got something today? It's right here. It's right there. There's a flex. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah, it's this right here. So if you go to flex, uh, I guess flex.com or flexmba.com, but it's called Flexagons. And um, we got, I mean, it just pops up on your phone. And it's real cool, man. That's where we was in the Nationals and um, and, um, Atlantic City this past weekend. And uh, we was doing a lot of stuff there. So um yeah we doing that and um i do a lot of ambassador work for the nba going to different uh countries um doing stuff in uh especially in in, in the bay area and in, 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 in miami for the nba and, and golden state warriors in the miami heat still all right whispers who's your shot yeah i know you've been right ready for this question for the better part of the half yeah yeah i think so well if you're if you're ready so well i saw you were about to light up a, is that a maduro robusto cigar there yeah, um, Liga Privada. Oh, nice. I like yeah. the uh, humidor in the background, too. <laughs> Remember that time when you had a cigar? That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was awesome. <laughs> is, is that what he wanted to ask me? Yeah, yeah he, he, he waits a half hour, and that's what he came up with. Yeah, that, all this time, Tim, that's the question he came up I with. Just, I'm like, where's that lighter? No, but, uh, hey, most people don't know about your movie career. When are we going to get you back uh, working with Billy Crystal or in a movie uh, playing another role again? Hey, I'm, I'm trying, you know, um, trying, trying, trying. And uh, maybe this Hall of Fame thing will um, get me back into it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'm still trying and, and get back into the movie business and, and doing some movies and some cameos. You know, I'm trying. You know what I really want to get on? What's that? That we really, really love? Chicago PD. Oh, <laughs> there nice. We, go. I, I, we love watching Chicago PD or Chicago Fire or Chicago Med. Every Wednesday we watching that. So and then, and then you know, of course, Power. I, I want to get on Power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to get on yeah, Power. The King. Yeah, Power is that's my show. You know, you know, they was in Argyle Gardens where I went to high school. That they was doing uh, filming there. Oh yeah, we had Chris Lofton on uh, about a month ago on the show. Okay, you know because he's from Chicago, so right, yeah, right, so right. yeah, he's he's he is a he's a talented, talented guy. What was what was the question yeah. you asked about his toes? You was asking. I said we're going to go into business together and make uh, rub on tattoos for women's feet. Oh Jesus! This man, <laughs> this man talking about sucking toes. No, no, but he sucking actually toes. liked the question. Though. Yeah, but Chris, yeah. Like, Chris ah, and I, yeah, Chris hold liked up. the question because he was a freak. He says, "How'd you know that about me? How'd you know I have a foot?" He's thing? like, "How did you know I had a foot fetish?" I'm like, "I didn't even know you had a foot fetish." Uh, he asked that question. I was like shocked. 
So is he. <laughs> boy, so you boy. said you saying I got a foot fetish? No, no, he no, no, likes, no. He says a woman who could be a six if she has a tattoo on her foot, it auto- automatically makes her a nine or ten. Yeah, so she's a six if she doesn't have a foot tattoo. If she has a foot <laughs> tattoo, it automatically elevates her to a nine or ten. So he has a foot fetish. Chris Lofton has a foot fetish. So 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 even if her toe's not done. And she got a tattoo. That's a good question. No, he did say light white toenail polish on top of it. And that just makes him an automatic 10 then. That just yeah, we, we, icing what, on the cake. What we found <laughs> out, Tim, was there's a bunch of freaks in the world. I didn't know we were going to have them on the podcast. But Christy Lofton, I love you, boy. If you're out there, I know you listen to the show. You're a freak. Yo, Sucking on toes. There's definitely a bunch of freaks out here in this world. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't know where we go from there. I think I think the best thing we yeah. can do is thank our good friend Tim Hardaway Sr. for joining us. Hey, we're going to be with you in spirit in Springfield, Mass. On September 10th, we encourage all the fans to watch the ceremony on NBA TV. As one of the greatest players to come out of the city of Chicago, Tim Hardaway takes his place in the Hall of Fame. And, and say what's up to your son as well and tell him uh, we're, we're, my son uh, says go blue. All right, I will do, and I appreciate you all. And y'all keep up the good work. And yes, I'm about to go out here and smoke this nice <laughs> yeah, light up. bottle, number 50. Oh, 50. 50. Nice. See, Tim knows his cigars. Well right? done. I love that humidor yeah. in the background, too. That's beautiful. Yeah, that, you know, my son got that for me five days. Nice. Nice. You better keep that uh, key out of the lock. <laughs> I get, well, no, no, no. See, because I'm the only one that goes in there. I, I, live, I live with my wife and my daughter and my grandbaby. So there I you go. They, oh, they you're safe. Yeah, yeah, you're safe. You're safe. <laughs> right. Very safe. Congratulations, Tim, man. That's yeah, a well-deserved honor, bro. I'll see you thanks. around this Y'all year, boy. Yeah, Class of 22 Hall of Famer, Tim Hardaway Sr., our guest on Give Me the Hot Sauce. More to come after a quick timeout. Episode 91 of Give Me the Hot Sauce rolls on, and we want to thank again Tim Hardaway Sr. What a fantastic guest. And, Stacy, I always tell people I'm hanging on for dear life whenever Whispers ask a question, but you actually uh, got a pretty good response today, so good job, Whispers. Well, thank you. I, I like to bring out the interest of people and... Uh... He's, he's, <laughs> the crazy interests of he's, people. He's a wannabe movie star, but not uh, getting to the tattoo business with us. We're okay. And you uh, used to used to sell cigars, didn't you? Yeah, I had a cigar business, actually. Oh, there's one right behind you there. Oh, where's it at? It's right there. Grab it. Show, 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 show our listeners. Yeah, the tell viewers. the story about how you went out of business oh, with, the, with the bad packaging. Uh, sell thousands of these. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, you used to have a bunch of these back in the 90s. I used to keep them in my truck. And, and what happened with... That put uh, you out of business? Mold, because there's only two things pressure-packed in the world. That's okay. tennis balls and racquetballs. And hot and, sauce. Uh, and, <laughs> hot sauce and then, was, then there was cigars. That's the third thing. And hot He's sauce. been a packer his whole life. <laughs> that guy's been packing things his whole life. I'm a professional packer. He is a professional packer. Hey, since we're showing product, why don't we, why don't we tell, tell the folks how they can get their hands on some hot sauce? Because uh, people are always asking... How can I get Stacy's signature yeah, hot sauce? Ahead, Tim. I think this week we should give him the right code, too. Go That'd ahead. be a good idea. Yeah, a bunch of emails. Hey, this code doesn't work. Oh, uh, no. Who's, whose fault is that? The consumer well, complaint the, we division. Did, we've been known to throw somebody under the bus. It's the hot sauce packer. <laughs> is uh, it our only woman on the show? I don't know who is it? No, no. No, it's not her. It's not Maddie, is not, it? Not Maddie Ice. Maddie Ice? Maddie. No, that's Maddie Ice, <laughs> yeah. and that's just plain Maddie. Yeah. 
Plain Maddie. Plain Maddie. That didn't sound right. Vanilla Maddie. She's our producer, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. She's our A-plus producer. She does a great job. And I am not throwing her under the bus because I don't think she did that. She's trying to keep the show on the rails, but that's impossible. I think it was Dangerous impossible. D again. I'm blaming Uh-oh. It's, it's blame Dangerous D today. Today, <laughs> Thursday. So everything's who's, blaming Dangerous D. Who's in charge of codes? Who is? Uh, that would be You. Me. All right. Oh, well, we're blaming him. Larry the Lobster. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so put in Larry the Lobster for 21% off. <laughs> All right, get to read, man. Yeah, get back on the trails. You're reading this. No, I'm not reading anything. I'm just oh, going to sleep. <laughs> Trying to score the best hot sauce in the game? Well, listen up, because we have a variety of flavors that will bring some spice into your life. That's right. Give me the hot sauce. Well, Jeez, the best that sounds creepy. You <laughs> <laughs> people you are up. scared now. Another <laughs> Chicago-style red. They just dropped Twitch. Uh, it's a creepy guy. <laughs> spicy, sweet King's Q, but not as sweet as it used to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the, or the hottest of the bunch, Chicago Fire. Burn your eyeballs. <laughs> Stop by, give me the hotsauce.com and use code KING21. Not hot sauce 21, but KING21 <laughs> to get 21% off your first order. And Stacy, your good friend Tamara Anderson said uh, her, her mother or grandmother yes. said her some mother. of the sauce was her too mother. hot for her. It was too hot for her. Yeah. Um, but she liked it. We got all varieties, so, you know. You know what? Uh, this is, you know, going back to that read we just read right there. This is, <laughs> she didn't like it, We just kind of glossed over that, Mark. I know say you just glossed over that, yeah. so I'm bringing this right back to it. <laughs> this might be the last time Whispers reads that particular read. It just sounded It just sounded really creepy. It's like the guy looking in, you know, you're in your, in your, you know, in your shower, and he's looking in the window, and he's yelling, hot sauce 21. That's yeah, him. Yeah. No, if I was yeah. going to do it creepy, it'd be like Christopher Walken. That's hot sauce, 21. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather for you to read that. No, that's better. You, yeah. That's way better. Yeah. Trying to score the best hot sauce. <laughs> All right. I like that. That sounded oh. way better. Oh, celebrity impersonators. Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. That, that was better than your regular voice. You could take that out on the road. Jeez. This little banquet circuit. Oh, wow. Timmy Whispers. Yeah, go, Timmy Whispers. Go back up to the Poconos. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. We're going to hit on a couple of topics yes. before we get out of here. The Bears, uh, one week into training camp, people are saying that Justin Fields is looking good. Those who have been out there to observe them in drills. And and I, my prediction is he's going to have a good season. You know, I, th- I think they've solidified the offensive line, bringing a couple of veterans in. The receiving core, maybe not ideal, but I think that they're going to have better play calling, and I think it's going to showcase what he can do. Well, you got rid of Nagy. That is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't great. helping him, that's you for sure. You bring in an offensive coordinator – that has tailored the offense for this kid. Um, so he's going to be much better than he was last year. Any, any improvement is better than what he was last year. He's running the Red Rocket offense and, you know, Andy Dalton. Now he's got his own offense. And the big thing with them right now is, is that they've got to stay healthy. They don't really have a lot of depth at the offensive line. If they can stay healthy, give this kid a little time in the pocket, establish a running game to take pressure off of them, because that's what a young quarterback needs. You've got to have a, a halfway decent running game to keep defenses honest. You can't just put the ball in his hands and say, go win us games, you know, because that's not going to work. Not not a second-year quarterback. Um, so a lot of these young quarterbacks, you look at Mac Jones. You know, Mac Jones had success because they had a halfway decent running game in New England. So. Yeah. Hey, Whispers, one of our Twitch followers says, the hot sauce needs more cowbell. More cowbell? <laughs> I got a fever. And this hot sauce is the key. What about, what about the, the watch in his, what did he say about the watch? Oh, I had that chunk of metal in my ass <laughs> for five years. 
I hit it the one place I could. Oh my goodness! That was that Pulp Fiction. Was that Pulp Fiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulp Fiction. Little that was you ever saw that side? That, yeah, that, yeah. That, that was one of the most. That was one of the, one of the best scenes there, man. Christopher greatest. Walken is like one of the most underrated actors of this generation, man. Just an awesome guy. Thank you. <laughs> hey, the football season actually starts tonight. The Raiders and the Jaguars in the Hall of Fame game in Canton. Nice to see football back. Man, I'll tell you what, man. It's been, kind of been flying under the radar. Yeah. Like, I I, I asked my, my driver, Mike, my, my Windy City driver. Yeah. I said, hey, have you heard anything about the Bears? You watching any of the preseason stuff? When does the preseason game start? He's like, I don't know. He's been watching cricket. Okay. Mike, Mike, shout out we're, to Mike. We're not devoting a segment to cricket. No, sorry, I Mike. don't know nothing about cricket. What's that? But I saw somebody make a great <laughs> catch the other day in cricket. Uh, somebody somebody hit a ball like it was a home run, and then they knocked it They knocked it back over the fence and then jumped back over and catch it. It was, it was awesome. Okay. Uh, which leads us to our, our baseball conversation. The, the Major League Baseball trade deadline came and went on Tuesday, and Wilson Contreras, who spent a lot of time hugging guys in the dugout and holding back the tears about leaving Chicago, didn't leave Chicago. Did uh, Jed Hoyer choke and not trying to get something for him? Because he's probably going to leave as a free agent after this year. Oh, man. The Cubs. Resign. Cub fans, I, I hate to say this, Cub fans. It's going to be another 100 years. Oh, come on, oh, man. Oh, sorry, Cub fans. It's going to be another 100 years, man. I mean, look, you just don't gut your team like that. I'm, I'm looking at Rizzo and what he's doing for the Yankees the last right. two years. Schwarber. Schwarber's killing. You know, Brian, you know, Brian's he's been, hurt, he's, a lot he's been again. hurt a lot. You know, um, I understand what they were trying to do, but, I mean, you look what, look what, look what Washington did with Soto. Soto's a 23-year-old phenom, and they just traded him for a boatload of – prospects yeah I they mean, got good prospects back but 23 yeah, year old guy is one of the best hitters in the game he's yeah. 23 with two now, more years on now, his contract now, now to their defense he turned down a big contract but the way the way they structured the contract was even though it was like 400 plus his his overall numbers were below the top five or six guys so so max contract was more but what he actually makes per year was lower than like Mike Trout and all these other guys. And I think that's the reason why he turned it down. Um, you know, so, but San Diego's got a, a nasty roster right now, yeah. hitting roster. I don't know how far Machado they're going to Machado and Tatis. I don't know They how picked how up far. Josh Hader as a closer. I don't know how far they're going to go. But um, they had 40-some thousand people at the game the other night uh, watching them. And San Diego, you get that kind of turnout to a baseball game, that's pretty impressive. You know, it's interesting. You've seen this in basketball trade deadline the gm can either pick up the squad or kind of submarine them by not making the right moves milwaukee traded josh Hader to san diego the, the teammates weren't happy about it they just went up to pittsburgh and lost three in a row i mean that can well, really demoralize that, that, the team that, that that really like knocks the wind out of people's you know sales i mean here's a guy that is a your your closer that you know when he's out there on that mound you're going to win the game you know you got a really good chance to win the game and then it's like what are we doing here? Like, are we we going to blow this up? Are we? I mean, what's what's the what's the end game here? We give up a, a number one closer, and closers are hard to find. You can't just go out there and say, "Oh, we can go find another closer." You have to develop that guy. Yeah, some guys don't have the mentality to no, do that job. No, no, and, and this kid had it. I mean, this kid brought heat. 
Um, you you give them to San Diego. You know, San Diego now is is much better team than they were before all these trades. You got great hitters. You got a closer now. All you got to do is get to him. That's the biggest problem San Diego's going right. to have. Pitching, yeah. Yeah, you got to get to him. You can't, I don't know if they have the, the pitching to be able to, like, beat, you know, the Dodgers or, or some other team. And the Mets like with the, the one-two punch of DeGrom and Scherzer. Oh, man, that's, that's oof. Playoffs are going to be really interesting. There's a lot of heavyweight teams, wait. and the Yankees really loaded up in the American League. Hey, I, just you know, saw, I just saw something the other day. Somebody had Tony LaRusso. I saw a video of Tony LaRusso sleep on That was before was in the that, first inning. Yeah, yeah his, on, his eyes were getting heavy. Well, maybe he was sick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. You know, who does that? Leave Tony LaRusso alone. Tony LaRusso is what, 79? How old is he? 78. 78 years old. Yeah. If he wants to sleep, let him sleep. Not the Leave dugout, though. Come on, Leave during the game. Alone. Leave him alone. If he, it, it was a cat nap. It was like it was like one of these naps. Like, you, know, you know old people do this. They're, oh, like, yeah, yeah. they're watching the TV, like Madlock. <laughs> <laughs> and they wake up. Oh. <laughs> There's free coffee in the lab yeah. room. Or they're talking to you. Hey, Mark, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, let him do it. Let him do it, man. Let him sleep, man. Yeah, totally he should do it in his lounge man. chair, not in the dugout. I guarantee. I'm with you, Tony. Too. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of these people to bash you, Tony. I'm with Tony Larusa. Hey, speaking of embarrassing moments, uh, today's an anniversary in baseball. August fourth uh, is the day that Robin Ventura decided to charge the mound on Nolan Ryan, man. <laughs> and he got a bunch of noogies for his, tr- yeah, for his Rob, trouble. Robin's my dude, man. But he should have known better. <laughs> he he should have known better, man. I mean. Man, anybody that wrestles bulls and can take them down by you know by the <laughs> horns, you you definitely don't want to mess with that person, okay? And to run out there on Nolan Ryan, and then first of all, first of all, not even be ready to like throw down. Like Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan was like, "Don't do this, kid. Yeah, don't. You, do you're this. gonna regret it. Yeah, because he got old man strength. Yeah. See, that's real America. That is real. Okay. Old man strength. Okay. So when you when I was young and you know I, I like I, I saw my brothers challenge my dad. You know, like physically challenge my dad. Not arm wrestling. I'm like physically like, I'm going to beat your butt type of thing. Man, my dad went to the Archie Moore. Hey. You know, them, and left cross, <laughs> right cross, two punches out of there. And I learned it scarred me. It was like scared yeah. straight. I was like 13, 14. <laughs> I was like, memo to self, never challenge your father, ever. If he tells you to do something, you do it. Don't yeah. even don't say, why do you always make me do this? Don't even say nothing because you don't want to get them big hands and big paws put on you. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for that, Whispers. Yeah. We, we yeah. appreciate that. See, Tim, Tim, Tim has, Tim, yeah, his dad, yeah, his dad could put paws on him too. He's a That's little true. dude, but he was strong. Yeah. yeah. Little dude. He's a little dude, little Santa Claus, little St. Nick. But Chuck, Chuck, boy, don't, Chuck don't, Kelly can put them paws on you. Don't mess with Santa. Yeah. He looked like Santa, Mark. You never, did you ever meet his dad? No. Didn't have the pleasure. Oh, uh, little St. Nick. Little Santa. Yeah, man, he had white hair. He had a white beard. He looked just like Santa Claus. But he was, how old was he, Tim? When he passed away? 81. But he looked like he was 60. Like he was young looking. Mm-hmm. And he'd come here and we'd have, like we'd sit down here and he'd have, you know, the kegs he's drinking. We'd go to lunch with him. Just hilarious, hilarious little guy, man. Like, I mean, I always, I told Tim, I like, I say, hey, man, is your dad come to the office today? Because I, I don't want to come to the office if his dad was here. Screw Tim. I can talk to him on the phone. <laughs> but if Chuck was here, I would come see him. That's how, that's kind of impact that, that his dad was. It's an awesome dude. Yeah, it's been a tough year. We lost Tim's dad, and we lost a couple of legends over the weekend. <sighs> Bill Russell, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, passed away on Sunday. And then uh, the great baseball, football, golf announcer Vin Scully died at the age of 94. And, you know, we, we throw the word legend around too much, Stacey. Have you, did you ever have the pleasure of meeting Bill Russell? Yes, I did. 
Um, many times, many times. Um, you know, great guy. You know, great guy to talk to. Great personality. Bill Russell's like like a museum. You know, you, there's such such a wealth of knowledge of what he's been through, not just as a player, but as a civil rights, you know, leader in, in sports. I mean, he was one of the guys that, you know, stood up against racism in Boston, you know, which that wasn't a popular thing to do in the 60s. You know, he was against segregation, you know, black players staying here, white players staying. He was one of the guys that were fighting against that. And then, you know, you had Jim Brown, you had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. These guys were all in the forefront of the civil rights movement. And these were all superstar players at the time that were not afraid to make a stand, were not afraid to say, hey, look, we don't care about what we're doing in sports. This is more of an important issue. And so Bill Russell was always out there. And I've always had the utmost respect for him. Um, it's always been a living legend. And he had a, one of the coolest things about him is, is that he had one of the coolest laughs. Oh, like, the cackle. Yeah. Oh man. It's like one of the coolest things you ever heard. It's like, but he, he was an awesome guy and he, he'll be sorely missed. And I mean, when you think of, you know, winning winners, you know, everybody says MJ, MJ, the greatest player. Um, Bill Russell is the greatest winner in any sport, in any sport. Yeah. You know, you're talking 11, 11 rings, um, as a player, as a coach, uh, first African-American coach, um, you know, I mean, led Boston to all these titles and, you know, he's the greatest winner that we've ever seen. And while he was winning all those championships, he and his family had to endure unspeakable racial prejudice. You know, they talk about it breaking into his home and smearing mm -hmm. feces on the yes. wall. I mean, just, just to have to deal with that stuff when he was arguably the best player in the league at the time and was bringing championships to their city. And yet he wasn't accepted by his own, by a lot of his own fan base. And, and, you know, he was bitter. He was bitter. I mean, you read you read some of his books, some of his some of the things that he said, in, you know, when he's doing interviews, he, he was bitter about that. And why wouldn't you be? You know, here's a guy that you're cheering for one moment and then you're you're throwing racial slurs at him the next. So in his mind is, wait, how can you cheer for me and not say any racial motivated things when I'm playing and we're winning these titles? But then as soon as I walk out, you know, the arena, you know, now you're calling me the N-word. You're calling yeah. me, you know, a monkey and animals and all this. And then you're breaking into my house doing these things. And, you know, it's sad because those guys had to endure so much. When you talk about paving the way and, and making this game different for the way the game is now, these guys were right out there. They're, they're the they're forefathers of this. They're the ones who changed the way this game is looked at, the way the players are paid. Um, they don't get enough credit. They, they, they really changed the game. Wilt Chamberlain, not just the way the game is played like physically, but the way the players are looked at by owners, the ownership now. You know, all the big contracts they're able to get. Those guys were the first guys who, you know, held out and didn't, you know, they didn't get what they wanted to held out. So, I mean, it's awesome to see, you know, these younger players recognize these older players and, and you know, know their history. Staying in funeral homes. When he tells that story, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So white players were in hotels and right. stayed in a funeral home on the yeah. road. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. The stuff they had to endure back yeah. in those days is just unbelievable. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't eat and couldn't eat in certain places. Had to go around the back to get their food while the you know the white players were in the diner. I mean, there's so many things that these guys had to endure. I mean, anyone at, during that time in the civil rights, you know, if you were African American at that time, you know, you had to endure so much hate, you know, and you know now you look at where we are now. You know, has it gotten better? Yes, but there's still there's still a long way to improve. Whispers, do you do a Vin Scully impersonation? That's one of the most distinctive voices in all of sports broadcasting. Can't, can't nail that one out, but I'll, maybe I'll have to work on it. <laughs> Thank you. 
He has some of the, the some of the greatest calls of all time. The the Kirk Gibson home run in Game yes. One of the World Series when the Dodgers uh, beat the Oakland A's. He was on the call when Hank Aaron hit his record breaking home run in Atlanta. He called uh, the the Joe Montana to Dwight Clark uh, touchdown in the NFC 20, Championship 20, game. 20 no hitters. He's called. He uh, was the broadcaster for the Dodgers yeah. both in Brooklyn and Los Angeles for sixty seven years. He started that run in Brooklyn in his mid-20s where he took over for the legendary Red Barber. The team moved to Los Angeles, and he was, you know, you know what it's like, Stacy, to be associated with the Bulls as you yeah. are. I mean, when you think about sports in Southern California, Vin Scully is, is a name that almost exceeds any athlete who played during yes. that time in Los Angeles. Yes, I mean, just, you talk about iconic presence, you know, voices. Like, you knew it was a big game if he was there. You know, even if it wasn't a big game, he made it a big game because of the way he is, the way he carried himself, mm-hmm. the way he would call the game. And this is a guy that just didn't do baseball. You're talking about football. You know, he's done everything, you know, and it's, it's, you, listen, I was telling somebody about this today. You know, these iconic voices, you know, these guys that have been doing this for 60 plus years, you know, they're, they're, they're gone. You know, and, and it's like, who's the iconic voice now? Who's the, who's the guy who's going to be the Vince Scully of this generation? we got a couple here in Chicago with Adam Amin and Jason Benetti. Jason Benetti now is going to be working for Fox as well as, as one of their lead guys on college football. And, and the heights that these guys have reached in their 30s is pretty remarkable. I, I think in 40, 50 years from now, people will look back at those two and, and, and the amazing things that they've done in the world of broadcast. Yeah, Chicago's, I have to say, Chicago's has really got some really good talent. You know, really good talent in broadcasting. It's, they always have. And so uh, it's good to see that, you know, Jason Benetti and Adam, who I work with all the time, are, are starting to get their, their, their due, their respect, and um, nationally. And it's awesome seeing it. Yeah, so as I mentioned, it's been a, a crazy week losing two unbelievable legends like Bill Russell and Vin Scully. So let's, uh, before we get out of here, we've got a couple of sponsors to, you want to try the Angel Water? Yeah, whispers. I, I think that's uh, Stacy this week. <laughs> I thought we might not get paid. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, why don't we let a professional do the angel yeah, water? Go ahead, I'll go, go ahead and read yeah, it. Let's this go ahead done. Hey, listen up, Bulls Nation. We want to make water healthier for your home and family. So look no further than our favorite new water here in the Hot Sauce Studios, Angel Water. We always, uh, in between beers, we... we Knock down water, a bottle of angel hydrated. water. Always good. This company is on a mission to provide water free of the toxins and chemicals that can cause long-term damage to your health. We thank them for providing the Gimme the Hot Sauce team with more than enough H2O to keep us all cool, even though Tim is skimping on the air conditioning here in the uh, <laughs> Hustle & Flow studio. So stay hydrated all year with water you can trust. Contact our friends at Angel Water. Call 847-382-7800 to get your water tested for free today. Angel. And we hope they heard the spot this week. Yeah, because who ran it last week? You did, Tim? Yeah, and you know what Chief Little Lake said. Yeah, Chief Little said, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, you didn't hear anything. Maybe you, need to, maybe you need to get a ladder, buddy. That's because he turned it off. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, We, we got to put him on auto pay, I think. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we might as well get in advance. Get that ACH advance. set up. <laughs> oh, is, is it time for Windy City? Just about. Why don't you tell the folks about Windy yes, City? You got a good ride over here today, right? Yes, my man, and, and Mike Amaral. code. Oh, oh, yeah. Give them the right code. code. Okay, yeah, here we go. Uh, America, Windy City Limousine provides championship service. Making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Because I'm never late. 
Contact us at 866-94-WINDY. 866-94-WINDY. And tell them, tell them that Tim sent you. <laughs> you hey, how no come dice. the number you read isn't the same as the one on the graphic? Listen, I, listen, I, listen I didn't make the graphic, okay? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like Anchorman. I'm reading what they tell me to read. I'm yeah. like, who's responsible for this? Okay, <laughs> some hands are going to roll. <laughs> some hands are going to roll with the Sriracha team because uh, that's like the third mistake we've seen today. So people who are listening to the podcast a couple <laughs> days later are wondering, like, what are these guys talking about? Yeah. We, we do the show live on Twitch, and we the, our production team has done a really nice job <laughs> of putting together graphics and videos for us, really upgraded the video look, and we appreciate all yes, that work. they do an awesome job. It's just a, it's just those nasty little details. Yeah, man, you know, People, the jump listen, up. I, look, I know who did it. I'm not calling. I'm not throwing them under the bus. They I, as soon as I as soon as I as soon as you brought that up, Mark, yeah. they shrunk to the size of tattoo on Fantasy Island. <laughs> they got short on me. I saw them. It's just like my little dog Brixen. See, when Brixen does something, he ain't supposed to be like, like the other day. He pooped on the floor. Yeah. And I, I walked down the stairs like, who pooped on the floor? And Kobe just looked at me like, if he could have pointed a paw, he would have pointed at <laughs> Kobe didn't move. Kobe just stood straight, yeah. he, 10 toes down. He just yeah. stood there. And then Brixton went, walked off around. The, Skulked down. Just, yeah, he, got, he got out of there. He got yeah. real short yeah. and he got out of there. So, so when you said that, who put the wrong number on there? I know who did. <laughs> I, I, somebody pulled a Brixton, and I'm not, not going to throw nobody in the bus because the Sriracha team has we done a great We stick together. Yeah. yeah, we stick together. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, you know, Cisco didn't do it. Dangerous <laughs> D didn't do it. Maddie didn't do it. Maddie Ice didn't do it. And Nikki Knuckles didn't do it. So I'm not going to throw nobody on the bus. Uh, but you know what? Let me, let me Pretty say Pretty much rounded up you know the what? whole crew. We, we have such a good time here on this yeah. show with these kids. You know what? You know, uh, Cisco, Francisco's always giving me, you know, He's always giving me shit, you know. So I'm like, okay, you, see, he, you don't you don't know how to run your you don't know how to you don't know how to do your iPad you don't know how to do this right. So we had a, America we had we do a we do a weekly uh, production meeting call every week. We get on Zoom. We we say what we're gonna do on the show, who the guest is, yada yada. So yesterday, in the little the little box. <laughs> so we're in the Zoom Everybody's box. laughing already. We're, we're in the Zoom box. I see, I see Francisco. There he is in the back right there. There he is right there. See him? Look at him. That's him with the little black hat on. So, there you go. So he's in his little box. And I swear it was an episode of Hoarders. I look in his bedroom. <laughs> he's in his bedroom. Everybody else is in, the, in, the, in, in an office somewhere. He's in his bedroom. There's, there, you can't even move. You can't even do a 360 in his room. There's so much in there. So... I had to give him. I had to give it to him yesterday. I had to give it to him. And so today, I found out that he called some professional movers over, and they cleaned his room. Is that right? Yeah, his mother. His mother. She said you can't do that. I thought they said. called hoarders. No, no, they no, 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 no. He. They, I was going to call them. I, I told. I wanted them to go I got see an episode. This. A You're young, youngest. a <laughs> young hoarder. See, normally Stop it's it a, normally it's older person, but it's a young hoarder. But see, his mother. His mother said, "Hey, look. Hey, listen. I heard what Stacy said." Yeah, he's right. He's right, honey. You got to take care of that. Yeah. I thought it was like sale block 782. He looked like a prisoner. I was like, what the hell? Where's where, he got a roommate in there? A bunk mate? Man, you never know who's going to get called out on this yes, show. It's that's crazy. Right. That's right. Hey, we want to really thank all the people who joined us live on Twitch today. Oh, that audience is continuing to grow. Woo. We appreciate that there's been more interaction in the uh, Twitch chat. We love y'all. And we have results of the poll question in honor of the Hall of Famer Tim Hardaway, he was always well-known for his crossover move. They called it the UTEP two-step, one of the best crossovers in the game. We asked you, which NBA guard featured the best crossover move? 61% of you went with Allen Iverson. Of course, everyone shows that what? famous video, him crossing over what? MJ, and MJ what? falling down. 
Jamal Crawford, the former Bull, was second with 23% of the vote. Tim Hardaway only got 14%. I'm, I'm glad Tim's not on. I have to hear that no. right now. And Isaiah Thomas, who we put in as your fourth option. Of course, Bulls fans hate the Pistons and don't appreciate the Chicago native Isaiah Thomas. He came in with a whopping yeah. 2% of the vote. But so, see, Mark, Mark. Allen Iverson, your winner. Mark, see, this is, this is, this, that, that vote shouldn't even gone by there. I mean, listen, Allen Iverson was great. That was one moment. One moment. <laughs> uh, and that was Michael Jordan. You crossed Michael Jordan over and scored. Okay. Tim Hardaway did it every night. Every single night. Jamal Crawford did it every yeah. single yeah. night. Okay. Isaiah, man, Isaiah, man, I wouldn't consider Isaiah a crossover guy. Um, he's a scorer. Shooter. I wasn't going to put Kyrie on there, but I figured I'd stay away from an active player. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously. He, I would put him on there. He's got the handles. I, I, I yeah. Would, uh, yeah. I would put Kyrie on there before I would put Allen Iverson, yeah. to be honest with you. So um, I don't know who left that name off. I don't know which one of the Sriracha. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll oh, take responsibility oh, see, I'm for sorry. that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to throw anybody in the bus again. So you know, we're a family. We are family. <laughs> I got all my people in me. Man, all these people denying Matty Ice on the chat keeps saying, wasn't me. I didn't do it. Man. <laughs> boy, they're, boy, they're covering their tracks, aren't they? Jeez. Where's that shaggy yeah. song? It was a little bit it. defensive. There's Matty over there. Wasn't me. Wasn't Matty me. Ice, like, wasn't me. Hey, the other thing he keeps Maddie. saying is, when is the pizza coming? Whispers. Oh, you know, yeah. That's, that's it's here. Yeah, pizza's uh -huh. here? Yeah. Oh, it's time to get off the show, America. <laughs> we got us some Lou Mountain. Cookies. Always having a lot of fun. Episode 91. It gave me the hot sauce. Did we forget anything, Maddie? Did we forget uh, any of our sponsors? No, we thought, thanked everybody. Right, everybody. Tim Hardaway Sr., make sure you check him out September 10th. He'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts. We had a lot of fun today. Hope you did, too. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And as Stacy always says on the way out... Angel water soft. When you when you're thirsty, make sure you drink angel water, okay? And drive home safely, Chicago. Little cheap plug over there, America. Oh my goodness! Give me the hot sauce, Bill. Give me the hot sauce. What are you doing?